Welcome to Money Grows on Trees. Money does grow on trees. A podcast full of practical, real-life money lessons that you wish you learned in school. Lloyd is a former lawyer turned lifestyle entrepreneur. In each episode, he'll be answering the tough questions around money, investing, and entrepreneurship to help you transform your money mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, Lloyd Ross. Welcome back to the show, Money Grows on Trees podcast. My name is Lloyd Ross. This episode is titled The Bitcoin ETF Hype. The Bitcoin ETF Hype. So you've probably seen in the news, on Twitter, or X rather, um, social media, whatever it might be, you can see that Bitcoin is now in an ETF, an exchange-traded fund. And everyone's been going mental about it. A couple of people have asked me some questions about it. Um, so I've gone and done a few Bitcoin posts on Instagram and, and Facebook and and it always it always gets a lot of attention because <clears throat> people want to come and fight me about it, which is fine. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> on my profile, they come over to my house and they want to fight me in my own yard. That's okay. But that's what's fun about it, right? Like having two different uh, opinions on it. But but uh, I want to do this episode so I can sort of clear up what the Bitcoin ETF is. People are like, if you do your research, Lloyd, you'll understand what it is. I'm like, well, yeah, I, I, I've done research in it. Um, that's why I avoid it. But let me explain what it is and give you a bit of my uh, my position on this. As you can imagine, it's going to be a pretty brutal position on it. Uh, I don't own any Bitcoin. We'll never own Bitcoin. It's just pieces of code that people trade with each other for the purposes of making fiat currency, the very currency it is supposed to be replacing. And that's how they measure the value of it, which is ridiculous. So anyways, I better do this because I want to make sure you get good quality financial education and not some blah, blah hype where someone's got an agenda Okay, so um, Bitcoin, whatever the case may be, uh, Ethereum seems to make a bit more sense in terms of on uh, the blockchain contracts that it that it tends to to sort of prop you know propagate. It's it's a bit different, but Bitcoin, without getting too much detail of the fact that people think it's a currency, then they measure it in fiat and they're trying to trade it to get fiat, and it's just ridiculous, and. It's based on the greater fool theory, so it's only worth what some other greater fools prepared to pay for it. And this is how the tulip boom occurred. This is how the Beanie Babies boom occurred. This is how stocks were in 1929. Uh, it's a greater fool, it's hypey, and it doesn't doesn't serve any real purpose. Um, the blockchain technology that's now used by banks does serve a fantastic purpose, and so does the internet. But we don't go off and buy the internet. We actually go and buy companies that leverage the internet. So if there's a company out there that leverages the blockchain, it's a business and it provides some sort of functional utility to the community and improves the life on Earth, I'll buy the company if it makes sense. But to actually go and buy the technology is so weird. It's just, it doesn't make sense. So I actually think the whole thing's going to come undone eventually. But um, right now, the hype is still up there. So you can see a lot of these celebrities got hammered by getting behind the wrong asset. And a lot of these uh, crypto exchanges, they're all fraudulent criminals and they've a lot of them been locked up, right? And so that just goes to show you the types of people involved with with crypto. I don't want to be involved with people that are involved in it because they're just they're not my crew. They're not my. They don't share the same values as me. So that's a very good red. That's a big red flag if you're going into investment of any kind or any sort of business either for that matter. Look at the characters involved in it and just see if you want to be involved with people like that. And I think. If you, you don't want to be involved with people like that, just don't get involved. And that's one of the easiest ways to spot what's good and what's bad. See the types of character traits they have who are involved. And so most people are gambling, speculating, 
they're punters. They've got really done no research. They don't really understand investing. They're just having a punt. That's for most people, right? Then you have people that understand that there's certain elements of block, the blockchain technology that are really effective, open book accounting, um, swift rapid transaction of funds and so forth. Um, there's a little bit of protection potentially against inflation, but the reality is that the US dollar is still supreme and will reign supreme. It will not be dislocated. Or di it, won't, it won't lose its uh, reserve currency status, certainly in our lifetime and possibly the next two lifetimes. So if you have worry about that, don't worry about it. People are like, oh, the US dollar is going to crash. I'm like, well, whatever. What are we going to trade in? Shells? I don't care. I, I could care less. Great. Everyone have Bitcoin now. Okay, we'll go. we're trading in Bitcoin. Who cares? I don't own currency. I would never own currency. I don't own fiat currency. It's stupid to own fiat currency and it's stupid to own crypto. All currencies are terrible. They don't, they're not productive assets. And I don't think gold is not a productive asset either. It does nothing. It doesn't do anything. Uh, it's just shiny. Um, so I don't, I don't collect currency. So if you tell me the US dollar is gone, could not care less. What are we going to use? The yuan? Fantastic. Digital currency? Great. Crypto? Great. I care. Whatever. Doesn't mean I'm going to go and hoard it. Why? It doesn't serve any purpose. That's why the whole thing's a big load of baloney. Anyway, so I buy productive assets. Like I love, I love businesses. I, I start and buy small businesses and I love owning pieces of public businesses, big businesses, right? Stocks. And I enjoy certain holdings in real estate. Okay. And done the right way with the right value and so forth. Right. I don't believe direct real estate right now is a great idea. And I haven't for a long time just because of the, the, the administration and costs and cash flow issues of it. But generally it's, it's a productive asset. does good things for people, real estate, shelter. It's very consistent. It's solid. You know, you can let borrow against it. It's got wonderful attributes. So I'm all for that stuff. And that's what I use my currency for. So if I have fiat, boom, I'm, I'm transferring, I'm trading it for productive assets. This is how you build wealth. You don't build wealth by accumulating currencies of any kind. So people who talk about currencies, oh, yeah, I'm a currency trader. So great. You trade against other currency values. Okay, fine. But that's still a, a, a speculation. It's not an investment because you have to actively do it and you're going to probably get it wrong a lot of the time. I've never met someone who's a super wealthy FX trader. Um, you can do it for a real period of time, but eventually you die, right? It's like trying to find someone who's an obese 95-year-old. They don't exist because they never made it. And same with crypto trading, right? So everyone is in this game to trade crypto, make fiat currency so they can buy things with fiat currency and increase their social status and and independence, right? So they're actually after fiat currency. They're not actually after crypto. They're just using this, this vehicle as a way to try and make more of it. And then they use this story about how it's going to replace all the currency to justify the behavior. But the Bitcoin ETF, so this is, so traditionally you go and buy um, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies through a wallet directly, you own it directly, which is what you can do with stocks too, by the way. I don't know if you know this, but you can actually go to a company and buy stocks through the company directly. But of course, this is a pain in the butt. It's definitely lower cost. There's no transaction fees because you're not using a broker or a middleman, but it's painful. And so, so the same thing with cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin, it's been painful to own it because you've got to go and open a wallet and buy it directly and so forth, right? And store it and hope that you're using an exchange that doesn't go broke and commit fraud. And so the SEC recently in the United States approved the first Bitcoin ETF. And what that means is you can now own Bitcoin through buying. Uh, what, how they do it is you, you buy, they, they buy forward contracts or futures contracts um, on the future spot price of Bitcoin. So they're contracts of diff they're called contracts of difference and they're a derivative um, of the Bitcoin asset and the fund is made up of futures. So it's actually made up of a group of contracts.
And what it does is it actually then mimics the returns of the Bitcoin spot price, which is the current value and fiat currency of the Bitcoin thing. And so what it does is it accumulates these, it puts together these futures contracts, and then you basically buy into it whatever amount you want. You can put into the ETF exchange, that stands for exchange traded fund, the Bitcoin exchange traded fund, and you're buying the, you're buying pieces of contracts where the underlying asset is a piece of code. Uh, so that sounds exciting. Um, that's what you buy. That's what you own. <laughs> so that's what you own. You own pieces of a contract of an underlying digital code. Great. Uh, so that's what it is. And and the hyper is like, oh, are you going to invest in the Bitcoin ETF? I'm like, why? The, an ETF, it's, an ETF is a product that's put together by Wall Street, by the big broke, by the big, you know, BlackRock, these big fund managers. They build these products and then they put them out there for people to purchase and people do, but these big fund managers don't own the, they don't own the products. You do. They're using your money to buy them and then they're charging you a fee. So you got to understand Wall. It's not like it's, it's not a great thing when Wall Street goes, "Yay, let's create a Bitcoin ETF." All it's doing is making this terrible thing worse because it's put, making it easier for people to buy and speculate on and gamble. It's dreadful. And what you, people are like, "Oh, Lloyd, but BlackRock's now into it. Legit, legitimizes it." I'm like, they're selling picks and shovels to the dumb miners looking for the gold in the hills. They're selling picks and shovels to the speculators. They're not stupid. They know it's a dud asset, but they're creating these funds because there's a demand for it from these gambling people and they want to own it. And they're like, oh, let's create a fund where it makes it easy. And then we'll charge them, you know, probably going to charge one, two, three percent. And that's how they make money. They're charging you fiat currency for you to go and play around in this sandpit of cryptocurrency. They are beating you. They're winning. This is what Wall Street does. They're not, they weren't born yesterday. Like, oh, Let's go do this. We can make fiat currency out of these out of these suckers. And that's what they're doing. And so, I don't know, it's not something to get super excited about. Would I ever own any? Absolutely not, because it's only worth what the underlying assets are. So if I bought an, an ETF, a traditional ETF with stocks, which is pieces of companies, I'd have to look into the ETF to see what it owned. Now, if it owned pieces of great com companies, which is, you know, that own assets, like, I don't know, there's assets that Apple owns, there's IP, there's... You know, there's patents, there's technology, there's stuff, there's know-how, there's brand. There's all these things you can fairly well measure well in value. And of course, would I own an ETF with great companies and with great businesses that have cash flows and can be valued and they provide some sort of great utility to the planet? Of course, that's why I like ETFs, okay? Um, but this is different. The underlying asset is a speculative piece of nothing, so I've, I'm not going to own it. No way. Like, no way. So look, all it's going to do is make speculating in this in this thing worse. And what happens is people hear about someone, oh, I got into Bitcoin in 2012 and I let it go and it ran up and that person really didn't. It was just luck. And and so then they go, oh, it's all made money in crypto. And then I'm like, well, how much do you own now? Would you buy it now? And the answer is, of course, no. You know, so you got to be careful. Like, the people that kind of made it accidentally, um, you got to be careful you don't measure the opportunity against that because it's it's not real. Like it's, it's had a run-up, right? It's You've gone through the bubble period. And so you got to be careful you're not speculating. Speculating is where you're buying something with the anticipation it'll go up in price and then you're going to sell it later. 
And what happens if you play this game is eventually you'll sell it and it'll go up further and you go, oh, I shouldn't have sold it. And then you buy more at the top and then it falls and then you go, oh, hold on to it more and it falls all the way down. And this is the why trading is a terrible behavior. Because if you're trading something that doesn't produce an income, number one, you don't know what it's valued at because you can only value things. Mathematically, you can take the for the future cash flows of an asset, you can discount them using the uh, a discount uh, an equation, a discount equation, a mathematical equation, to discount the future cash flows using a, a, a rough discount rate to a, an estimated value of what you pay for it today. This is taught all over the world in finance classes everywhere. You know, People in finance know it. It's called the net present value calculation and it's mathematical. And I used to do it on on hotel projects in Abu Dhabi, and I used to I've done it on stocks. I've you know I've studied the CFA charter. You learn these equations and, and how to roughly estimate the value of a business based on its cash flows, a piece of real estate based on its cash flows. And this is very well known in finance circles how to value an asset based on its cash flows. Now, if you don't have cash flows from an asset, guess what? You can't value it. So how do you know if Bitcoin's worth $69,000 or $7 or you don't because it doesn't produce in income. And also it's a terrible thing to create financial independence because if it doesn't produce income, then you're always going to be forever trying to trade it. And it's taken up all your time and all your effort and all your emotions. And this is terrible. And the more decisions you have to make as a human being on trading in and out and trading in and out, the chances rise that you're wrong. And if you get it right, sometimes you reinforce a wrong behavior. It's like a gambler that go wins the first time and goes back to the casino. So it's just not a winnable game. And if you see these win these games out there that people are playing, like if people were like in a circle at a playground and they were tossing pieces of cow dung to each other and, and seemingly having fun because if you come in and play the game, then they get some sort of other benefit. You know, they can tap out of the game and make a profit. And then you go, oh, great, I want to go and throw cow dung around with these crew, these, this crew. That's what people are doing. It's just this weird, incestuous uh, Ponzi. It's just terrible. And so... That's the game. And do I want to play that game? Absolutely not. And that's why I don't encourage it. Like you'll even notice I don't interview people on my podcast who play games that I know are not good for people, right? I don't. I don't interview FX traders. I don't interview Bitcoin enthusiasts. I don't interview speculators, penny stock folks. Um, I don't really even anything flipping unless it's um, e-commerce arbitrage. You know, I try not to like make it easy for you to learn things from people that aren't good for you long-term in your finances because most what will happen if you know if i'm mentoring someone for example they come into me and say, oh, i'll say what happened to, to me a bit about your background and i say well i lost sixty thousand on some crypto thing oh my god like there's just so many horror stories out there so i just want to make sure on this show that you get good quality financial education and not some i'm not trying to spin anything to you just to get views or follows or i just don't care I just want you to tune into the show and get a no BS approach to it with no agenda because I'm not like trying to, this is a free podcast. It's just how I feel about things and I'm living my life and I walk my talk. Like I don't, I don't say like, hey, yeah, go buy crypto and then don't own any, right? I say, don't do it. And then I don't own any at all, ever. If I say go stocks, I buy my own stocks. If I say buy a small business, I own a small business. If I go say buy real estate, I buy, I, I own real estate. In fact, I do own real estate now, but do you know, like only things I would own myself or have owned myself or like I'm walking the talk. I'm not just pulling out buzzwords and trying to get more subscribers to the show. So I think that's, um, well, I wanted to do this episode because the Bitcoin ETF thing is just absolute hype. You just ignore it and move on. And this whole thing, I've done episode, an episode about the, the US dollar. People are like, oh, will the US dollar collapse? I'm like, oh my God, go back and listen to that episode I did on that. Um, there's no way that can happen. It's like, it commands like 50% market share or something. Like it's just net, it's not going away. 
and all you want it to. Who cares? Like trading, it's, it just makes barter easier. Currency is just in place to make bartering easier. It's not supposed to be invested in. You know, like during people are like, oh, what happens if the world ends? I'm like, well, hopefully you have a lot of toilet paper because it seemed to be a better currency than gold. You know, so I think when, when Armageddon comes, people barter, but with goods, they don't actually use currencies. So this whole thing about, oh, I'm, having, I'm storing it away for the end of the world. Well, that's just not going to happen because, yeah, people aren't going to, they're not going to care about your crypto if it's the end of the world. They're going to care about your toilet paper by evidence of the, uh, the, the great pandemic of the common cold. So, you know, um, that's my position on it. I, I just don't be too afraid. Don't get caught up into the hype. Stick to your guns. Carve out a sensible long-term financial strategy, buying assets that you can value, that are tangible, that make sense, um, and stick with them long-term and just avoid playing the wrong games with the wrong people and getting good at the wrong game. That would be what I would suggest. So hope that episode makes sense. That's what I wanted to come and do for this particular episode. So yeah, I've got some really cool episodes coming up in the next you know five or six episodes. going to be epic. And so if you've enjoyed the show, you like this episode, you need to tag someone in this, we can't tag them in the show. You can share the show with them. So if you shoot that, um, this show link to them, that'd be awesome. Share it onto your, your stories and, um, yeah, come over and hang out with me on Instagram. I'm on X a lot these days, actually go come over to X and follow me on X, which is, I'm really enjoying that platform at the moment. It's got some cool stuff, some really smart people hanging out on there. So, Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Thank you so much, everyone who left a five-star review. Appreciate you. And uh, yep, look forward to talking on the next episode of Money Grows on Trees podcast. Thanks for joining us this week on the Money Grows on Trees podcast. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, Money Grows on Trees, which you can find at LloydJRoss.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a review, and feel free to reach out to Lloyd on Instagram at LloydJamesRoss. Ross.